This is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. Over. On Radio TFI. Lean on me when you're not strong, and I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on for it won't be long till I'm gonna need somebody to lean on. Hey, I wanna leave the young thing alone. But ain't no sunshine when she's gone Ain't no sunshine when she's gone Only darkness every day Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And this house just ain't no home Anytime she goes away Anytime she goes away Anytime she goes away The wonderful, inspiring voice of Mr. Bill Withers who passed away this last Monday, March 30th. Oh, my goodness. That's a tough one. That's, that's you know, that's, uh, you know, look at how many songs that he's uh, done. You know, one especially now that makes, uh, uh, that's very relevant, if you will, and that's, uh, of course, Lean On Me. Hey, welcome aboard here to the Taxi Stand Hour right here on Radio TFI. Uh, my, from the, uh, it is, oh, I'm sorry, I should have mentioned this, it is Saturday, April 20th, excuse me, April 4th of 2020, <laughs> I knew I'd find a way to screw that up. And you did, congratulations. I, I, I tried to be so serious, so somber, How's that and then out I screwed you? it up, Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I don't understand, but, uh. Anyways, um, thank you for joining us here in this love on this lovely day in front of the uh, excuse me the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, and I am if you didn't know, know by now John Shannon, and over there in rainy, generally crappy Queens, New York. Oh. It's Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. It's a, uh, yes, not not an ideal day, but hey, guess what? We're in lockdown, we're in quarantine, we're, uh, we're breathing, we're not coughing. And uh, John, if you don't mind, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play Professor Medley here, as we've been doing every night this past few weeks, the, uh, the, most, piece of sage, the most sage piece of advice I've heard yet. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. 
I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus yeah, and change your behaviour so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing your behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else. There you go. True words never spoken. By the way, just uh, behind the curtain, just for a second, I, for the moment, can't hear um, audio coming across. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, don't sweat it. I don't plan on it. Well, you can hear me, though. I can hear you fine, yes. Okay, then don't worry about Don't worry about the, anything else. The joys, the joys of remote broadcasting. Oh, I see why you can't hear it. <laughs> hey, the boss was just in here, said he was going to give you your walking papers, so yeah. I'd be careful. How, how, let me know if you can hear this. Come on down! Yep, I hear That's it just me fine. bag boy. That's me bag boy. Okay. As long as oh, my God. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, getting back to semi-normal, or abby-normal, as they said in Young Frankenstein. Let's do some stock prices. What do you say? Oh, oh I think that'd be a wonderful All right. now, idea. From last week, Uber has dropped about $4.50, down to $22.82. And Lyft has dropped $5.60, down to an even $22 on the nose. Okay. They're just dropping like flies. Airbnb ain't doing much better either, and I, I am so happy about that, the illegal hotels. Uh, <laughs> stories about these super, oh. super hosts, as they call them, people with 10, 15, 20 properties. Guess what? Then uh, They still got to pay uh, rent and mortgage on these properties. Nobody's traveling. And property yeah. taxes. And property. Well, you want to open an illegal hotel. There you go. Uh, how are you feeling this week, yep. um, Mr. Shannon? Oh. I uh, I don't uh, feel too awful bad to tell you the truth. Good. I mean, still still got a weak little weak little cough and what have you. But um, no, I I don't believe I have the the virus. Well, that's good if news. You will. That's good news. Yeah, by the, I, by the you know way, who it's really good news for is Granny Annie. Well, well, of course we wouldn't want Granny Annie coming down with it. Or having to deal with you as a patient. Because what do we know about men with a cold? We're the most miserable patients oh, on the oh, planet. Oh, we are the biggest pussies you ever wanted. Babies. Oh. We're babies. Oh, let's, true. Uh, let's update the kids and kittens on the uh, facial hair front. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a shame we couldn't get live video to work there on the, uh, on the old um, Periscope feed there. Uh, as it turns out, uh, while I'm attempting to be safer here and I'm wearing a mask, I was lucky um, the uh, the fake Uber driver, which is better known as my future son-in-law, uh, is uh, he brought home uh, he brought home two or three uh, two or three actual N95 masks and almost makes me feel guilty for having them when. Uh, and uh, there's doctors and nurses that don't have them, but uh, I'm not I'm not hoarding them like Ed mentioned to me. I'm not hoarding them like the guy in uh, I don't know where did you say that was Brooklyn in where Brooklyn? Yes, that uh, 
had had a shit ton of them. I a million. I forgot exactly. A, a million. million, literally a million masks. Literally just... a million masks. Yeah, the guy. Uh, the guy was hoarding. Uh, he had stuff. He had different. He had a couple of locations in Jersey and all over. He was just. I. I don't know what channels he was going through, but the, the bigger crime was that he was selling them to doctors and nurses at like seven hundred percent markup. So, Jesus. So hoard, hoarding is not a crime. Being a jackass ought to be. Yeah, well, there are ways. There are ways to deal with jackasses, if you know what I mean. So, anyway, back to the facial hair front. Oh, I'm sorry. Totally. Boy, I really went off the rails on yeah, that one, didn't so you, I? So you got the mask. What'd you do to accommodate it? Well, I, if I, for those who haven't seen this wonderful, sexy face, I've been growing a, I've been growing a goatee over, over time. Yeah, you have. Well, yeah, and I have discovered how uncomfortable it is to try to wear a mask over that. Considering my considering my beard, for one, my beard is like as scruffy as you could possibly get and wiry and whatnot. So wasn't very comfortable wearing a face mask. So I decided to buzz off the facial hair. And l- ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know, this is a definite first. There is my good friend and cal- colleague, your old Uncle Ed, actually has more facial hair than I do now. That doesn't mean Stop it's not the a lot. Prices. It, it's not a lot. It's just day twenty. I'm at day twenty, and if you saw me, you would say, "Ed, why don't you wash your face?" Sixty-one was, years old, well, I, like I said, I still can't grow a beard. You know what's funny? And, and I told you this off the air, John. When I was in the hospital, two weeks, two and a half weeks, I was out like a light. I woke up and I had a full beard. Well, as full as I get. As full, was, I was going to say full as possibly possible for you. I mean, it was long. It was, you know, a different color. And, and now here I am going into week three. And it's barely noticeable. It's barely noticeable. Yeah. That's just my problem, kids and kittens. And why am I doing it? I don't know why. It's itchy. It's scratchy. Every day now, the past couple of days, I've been thinking, oh, I'm going to shave it. Oh, I'm going to shave it. And then this morning, I, I turned on the magic uh, tablet here, and lo and behold, there's my broadcast partner, uh, young John Shannon. It's, uh, it's clean. You know what? You know the great thing about John right now? You could flip his head upside down. You couldn't tell the difference. Oh... You didn't see Mr. that one. Ed Van Ness with the fir- with the first. He he got in the first salvo today. I'm actually yeah. kind of proud of you. You should be. You should be. Yeah. So anyway, we're we're hoping. So. We're, we're look. There's a lot of confusing information out there, and uh, just stay at home. Yeah. Doesn't matter where you are. Stay at home. <laughs> we we don't have a national stay at home order. We should. States are doing different things. It it took that it took DeSantis down in Florida how long to finally put a stay at home order? And by the way, there's an ex- an exception for churches because you couldn't possibly catch this in a church now, could you? Oh no, huh? Because we all know you got it from from Gil Christ. We all know that if 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 my older brother. 
or what is it, older or younger? I forget who was older. Well. Gil or Jesus? Gil is Jesus's cooler brother. Oh. Well, you know, we all know that, you know, Jesus is going to wave his hand and it's all, everybody will be totally protected from the virus. So You're going to go to church, you're going to drink some Jesus juice, and you're going to be just fine. Faith is that's a wonder- right. Faith and prayer are wonderful things if that's what works for you kids and kittens. Please, please, don't don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. But showing up in a group, in an enclosed building, not the smartest idea in the world right now. I'll tell you what, I'm very impressed with the folks out in California. Population of 40 million. Now, they're going to get hit harder, but they've managed to keep that it down. Curve. They've yeah. kept that curve relatively flat they've- and low. Now, they're going to get it. There's no question about it. And they know they're going to get hit harder. But, you know, here, look, I literally, and I'm in the epicenter of it, as we've mentioned before. You know, we're getting Mm -hmm. our butts kicked here. Uh, Actually, another reason I'm not leaving the house today, uh, I mentioned to John earlier, uh, you know, the weather's crappy and all that. But I have a, a cloth mask coming from Amazon tomorrow. I ordered three of them. Uh, the other day they're coming tomorrow so and you're actually getting them that quick huh yeah that's why i bought these particular ones because they can get here everything else was two three four weeks so i paid 15 yeah. 15 bucks plus free shipping because it's am i have amazon prime uh-huh and i also as i told you i also ordered a box of regular paper sur- surgical masks not the n95s mm. but the little kind of rectangular ones uh mm-hmm. that cost me eight bucks for a box of 50 but they won't be here for another three weeks but i figured let me order it anyway i ordered one box i'm not taking anything away from health professionals it's not the n95 mm-hmm. just to have it can't hurt to have i already have my gloves my my nitrite gloves which i've had long before this started and uh mm. And I wear them whenever I go out, which isn't often, to be quite quite honest with you. See, I wonder how hard those would be to drive with. Not hard at all. I've done it. You don't think I I know for you? a fact. I used to buy these uh, box of 100. I would get them at Home Depot. They would have them in the paint aisle. Uh-huh. But when I worked on my caps, if I was sanding a bumper or painting or changing tires, that's what I used. So I wouldn't get gunk okay. and, and stuff. So I always had a couple of boxes. When I moved here, I was at Home Depot about six months ago. I I was going to do something. I realized I didn't have any more with me. Oh, that's right. I was down to my last couple of pair. So I picked up a box of 50, which I hadn't opened until a week or so ago. Uh, so, I'm, you know, I've got the, everything that I'm going to need for the for the foreseeable future. And, yeah. uh, you know, and now we're getting into the warm weather, the warmer weather. It's going to be interesting as people start wanting to get out of the house and cabin fever kicks in. Again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, stay at home. That's the message. That is the message. Get your advice from your state health directors, from the CDC, from Dr. Fauci. Even even Burks, even her, mm. don't listen to elected 
people in the White House, specifically Trump and Pence. Okay? Mm-hmm. Trump doesn't know what he's talking about, and Pence just is there to kiss Trump's ass. We've got, we've got a whole bunch of audio from the past week about stuff that's gone on. We're going to play that and talk about it, including John's favorite about the Mexican violence. <laughs> so where do you want to start, young man? You want to start earlier in the week or? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. You, you, you've got your finger. No, no, you have a rant you want to do. Oh, yeah, let's uh, let's get on the let's get on the subject of the old. It's kind of a crappy subject, I guess, if you uh, really want to go there. But I have something I I I, I got to get off my chest here, and that's the shortage of paper products, not just toilet paper, but. You're finding you're finding it hard to find or to find Kleenex, paint, find paper towels. Now, I'm just I'm getting a little skeptical about it because for one, we're being told on a daily basis we're being told that the supply chain is, is there's no shortage of supplies, there's no shortage of toilet paper. There's no shortage of uh, paper towels, napkins, Kleenex. Then why are they having such a hard time keeping it on the shelves? Now, unless I don't understand something about the whole supply chain idea, I wonder, okay, if there's no problem and and Walmart supposedly and, and Target are putting, you know, our, um, you know, putting a limit on the amount of toilet paper you can buy. Why is it that we're having a hard time keeping it on the shelf still? I mean, if I were in charge of, of keeping, keeping the products on the shelf, you think I I would think that I would order as much supply as can be physically uh, physically handled not only on the shelves but also you know th- these stores do have some space in their in the annals of their uh, building they do have a place to uh, to store these things so I'm wondering. Why aren't they doing? Why aren't they? Are they just letting a computer order it for them? You know, it's an autom- Maybe it's an automated process. I don't know, but it just seems kind of stupid. I mean, um, I mean, we're good at the at the moment here. We've probably for a household of five adults. You know, we have enough to get us through probably another three or four weeks. Hopefully, all the stupidity will be gone by then. But there isn't a there isn't a day that uh, that goes by that I don't when I go to a store. I'm always checking in the area. 
And it's the same thing every time. There's not there's not a stitch. Maybe maybe you have some uh, some generic paper towels up every once in a while, but otherwise nothing. And it just it seems really odd to me. You know maybe maybe uh, maybe this computerized ordering system that they're they're using maybe a real manager should take control of that and say hey listen we need we're selling these many uh rolls in or these many packages in this short in this short amount of time maybe we should uh maybe we should actually uh send or you know let our supply meet our demand if you will and there's a story there was a story put out by by marker marker.medium.com they say that uh, hoarding isn't the problem and not only that but i guess there's according to the story there's an easy uh, uh, uh an easy fix to it you know shooting people I, I on just, sight well yeah well you know you I was just thinking baseball. Maybe just because I love swinging a baseball bat, I'd, I'd settle for that. But um, I just, I, th- I think it's crazy. You know, the they say there's no problem. I I just, um, I, I know that it's, I just was kind of glancing at the story here. And maybe some of it has to do with the fact that more people are staying home so they're using more of their supply so that might have a little something to do with it but i'm sorry you know i just i just think at this point in time i mean it's literally been it's literally been damn near a month since i've seen a roll of toilet paper package of toilet paper on any store shelf so this is a problem that should be easy enough to figure out and fix if indeed there's no problem with the supply chain maybe we're maybe we're not being told that there's a problem with the supply chain because you think if if the if the public really knew that you think there would be panic? Then you think there would be panic buying on even more items. So I don't know. <sighs> I just, I just think that there's something wrong, something wrong in Denmark here. I, I so. think, I think you're overanalyzing it, John. To be quite honest, now my local supermarket, I was there yesterday again. No toilet paper. There's paper towels. Uh-huh. There's paper towels, the off-brand and all that, but. And I've spoken to the managers at the store, uh, you know, just general. I was asking about a different product, and he said, you know, the, the supply chains are there. They're just all backed up now because people are coming in and swooping up different things. Now, there are other things. The, the other thing is eggs. Why are people buying so many eggs? How many flipping eggs are you going to eat? It's going to come a point where you're going to have to make a 30 egg omelet because they're about to go bad. 
I was going to say that isn't uh, it isn't like toilet paper which stays good for forever. Forever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh so there's that as well. I'll tell you uh bread people are just swooping bread off. What are you doing with all this bread? Honestly, what are you doing? You can put it in the freezer. It's not going to be that good for that long. There's plenty of product out there. There truly is. Now, the supply chain might, I think the only issue the supply chain might have is is uh, truck drivers. Here's a, here's a problem that's happening. Truck drivers can't find places to sleep and eat. Truck stops are closed, et cetera, et cetera. Some folks are stepping up. But that's the problem the truck drivers are finding. They, they, they've got no place to rest. They've got no place to eat, to get a decent meal, take a shower. You know, and that's, of course, I'm referring to long-haul truck drivers. But right. I, don't, I don't believe overall that there's a problem with the supply chain. I'm not saying there aren't hiccups here and there. Of course, there's always going to be. Mm-hmm. And by the way, as far as storing items at the store, they've only got so much room. Now, for instance, my supermarket, it's tiny. Here in New York City, they're tiny. You're thinking yeah. of, you know, so there's only so much room in the aisles. And then you've only got so much storage space in the back. I mean, they anticipate on a normal day, they know, or a normal week, they know we're going to sell approximately this much. We keep a little extra in the back, you know, but... Who anticipates three weeks in, toilet paper is still flying? And this isn't even a pooping disease. I could see if it had you, you know, going to the bathroom every five minutes. Then that would make sense. Well, they did actually say that one of the symptoms might be diarrhea. And it's borne out that it's not. (laughs) I've yet to hear anybody say that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, okay, kids and kittens, you got 47 rolls of toilet paper. Let's, let's back down now i i you know mm-hmm. look i i'm fortunate i have what i need uh here in the building uh my my uh the owner of the building you know it's just actually it's just the two of us in the building right now uh but he keeps all his paper products which he has always bought in bulk downstairs in the vestibule if you will mm-hmm. right and and he always tells us, take what you need. Paper towels, toilet paper, trash bags, you name it. He keeps all that stuff. He buys them in bulk and just leaves them downstairs. So I know that there's, a, right now I can walk outside and there's 50 rolls of toilet paper. Right outside my door. Well, help a brother out here. <laughs> <laughs> you have a very unique situation. Some apartment complexes offer free... Free electricity, free cable, mm-hmm. free water. I have unlimited. Toilet I have paper. never heard of. I have never heard of, of an amenity like free toilet paper before. So, well, the the, the owner, he's you know, he's a very nice man. I went up to check on him the <laughs> other day. Uh, brought him his mail. But that's just how he oh. operates. That's just how you know he he just buys. He had bought all this stuff in bulk before I moved in. It's been there. I'm here a little mm-hmm. over a year, and it's just instead of him carting all that stuff upstairs, he just there's there's a little storage space. I mean, there's only three apartments in this building. It's not like mm-hmm. there's a parade of people, so he just when he when he goes out and runs his errands and whatnot, he grabs what he needs instead of carting all this nonsense upstairs. And he tells me and my brother upstairs, 
look, uh, take what you need. You need trash bags, you know, take what you need. Paper towels and, you know, so. I, I, I mean, I'm personally good for another three weeks. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll tap into the stockpile. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Speaking of be, the stock, be thankful you've got it. Speaking of, don't the, let that become, don't yeah. let that become too pu- much public knowledge, or no, no. people are start breaking into your apartment building no, there and start stealing toilet paper. That's why we don't give out the address? That's why. <laughs> sure, sure. You know, I live in Queens, but you don't know where. So anyway, speaking of the stockpile, the uh, the walking scarecrow, Jared Kushner, made an appearance at the briefing the other day. I don't even, this guy can't even get a security clearance, cannot pass the background check for security clearance. How he is involved in any of this stuff is beyond me. So this was the head scratcher when I saw it and we'll get more into it. Let me, let me play this, uh, this little piece of audio. And you have instances where in cities they're running out, but the state still has a stockpile. And the notion of the federal stockpile was it's supposed to be our stockpile. It's not supposed to be state stockpiles that they then use. So we're encouraging the states to make sure that they're assessing the needs. They're getting the data from their local local, uh, situations and then trying to fill it with the supplies that we've given them. The same thing with the masks. So the N90. So now Jared Kushner is saying these stockpiles belong to us. It's our stockpile, the federal government. It's not for the states. Well, if it's not for the states, then who is it for? Since we as Americans pay for that, isn't that ours? Yeah, exactly. And it should be uh, It should be distributed. You know, hell, I, go by population. It shouldn't just be sitting in some warehouse there that the government owns or whatnot. I, I just think... Yeah, but John, remember, this he, is, he's saying it's ours. As in, it, it belongs the to government. him. Yeah, it belongs to the government. We're not giving it to the people. It doesn't belong to the states. Well, if not the states, then who? Then who is it there for? Uh, I guess we're just not the United States anymore. Uh, well, here, I now, don't know. Now, the next day... The Cheeto in charge was asked about this very thing. And the the young lady he was speaking to, the reporter, take a listen. Thank you. Yesterday, Jared Kushner said the notion of the federal stockpile was it's supposed to be our stockpile. It's not supposed to be state stockpiles that they then use. What did he mean by our? Oh, what are you asking? And I mean, yeah. even the fact that taxpayers from What's every that? state What's that? I got you. I got you. No, it's not a gotcha. Our, you know what our means? United States of America. That's what it means. It means the states. Our. Our. It means the United States of America. And then we take that our and we distribute it to the states. So why did not you say that we it's have not to. supposed to be state stockpiles that they Because we need it for the government and we need it for the federal government. But when the states the are in trouble, no, to then also keep. It to if it's not to the states. To keep, to keep for our country because the federal government needs it too, not just the states. But out of that, we oftentimes choose, as an example, we have almost 10,000 ventilators, and we are ready to rock with those ventilators. We're going to bring them to various areas of the country that need them. But when he says our, he's talking about 
our country. He's talking, excuse me, he's talking about the federal government. I mean, it's such a basic, simple question, and you try and make it sound so bad. You ought to be, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You know what? You ought to be ashamed. It's such a simple question. He said, our, and our means for the country. And our means for the states because the states are a part of the country. Don't make it sound bad. Don't make it sound bad. Go ahead, Steve. Go ahead, back here. You just ask your question. You just ask your question in a very nasty tone. Let's go. So now, and John is sitting there shaking his head. John, I don't believe you'd heard that clip before. Uh, no, I haven't. So, so this reporter, and again, I don't have her name. She was looking for clarification on the statement that, by the way, how many people, show of hands, didn't know what Jared Kushner sounded like? <laughs> <laughs> I never really cared, be well, honest with Yeah, you. but you rarely hear him speaking. And, uh, you know, look, he's got, I, I could do two hours just on him alone. And so, if I had my way, I'd never hear the son of a bitch again. But well, that's just neither here nor there. Another story, another time. So basically, look, the what he said sounded like a very Trump thing. It's it's ours. It's ours. You can't have it. And whatever we get. And then when Trump is asked the question, he rambles on for a minute, making less sense than normal, not answering the question, not even come close to answering the question, because now he's angry, because now he's been caught in a trap. Instead of going, oh, oh he, Jared misspoke. He should have used this word instead of the word are. But again, this administration cannot admit that somebody made even a grammatical error. I, there's no doubt in my mind that Kushner's got in his head, and he gets this from his father-in-law. This is ours to do what we want. Okay, we give it away. We'll give it away when we feel like it. So, I love my country. <laughs> Well, you know what that stockpile really is. I mean, what he's making it sound like is he gets to pick the winners and losers. That's right. He gets he gets to pick the way. Hey, you know, hey, Florida, you know, Florida Republican governor kisses uh, Trump's ass on a regular basis. And Florida got not only everything they needed, which they did not request. They requested nothing. Got stuff mm-hmm. and got extra. By the way, mm-hmm. proud of my state that this idiot finally did the right thing. I was there. I was there for the election. I did not vote for him. I did not vote for him. I got one more I want to play right now because we're speaking about maths and all that. And this is the one that if this doesn't get up, put a burr in your ass, I don't know what will. This is him accusing uh, a few days ago doctors and nurses of stealing were you suggesting there has been inappropriate use of masks or improper conduct with supplies no i want the people in new york to check uh, governor cuomo mayor de blasio that when a hospital that's getting ten thousand masks goes to three hundred thousand masks during the same period uh, and that's a rapid period I would like them to check that because I hear stories like that all the time. You know, we're developing, we're, we're delivering millions and millions of different products. And all we do is hear that, can you get some more? But when you hear that, and I heard that from one of the great companies of the world that doing this, um, it's a client. 
And it goes, they're going from, you heard it, 10,000, 20,000 tops to 300,000. And that's a hospital that's always full. So I think people should check that because there's something going on. With, it's not, I don't think it's hoarding. I think it's maybe worse than hoarding. But check it out. Check it out. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's for other people to figure out. But you don't go from numbers like that. Now, now in a time of national crisis, people are in a mild panic. There's uncertainty. Many people have been trapped at home for weeks on end. What's our president doing? Accusing the very people on the front lines of stealing. What do you, he thinks they're selling them out the back door? That's a move you and your family would do. And that goes back to Jared Kushner with our stuff, our stockpile. It's not for the states. I... I, I <laughs> I, I watched that the other day, and I just, by the way, my, my new way of watching the uh, the briefings is I just pause the DVR for about 20 minutes, come in and play a game on the computer or something, then go back and fast forward till I see Fauci or somebody that's not Trump or Pence. Every now and again, I land on something. I happen to land on that little interchange, and I see them on my Twitter feed and all that. Uh, but yeah, you're getting, I, I'm glad that some of the networks are dropping out of those briefings. Uh, like on MSNBC, they say, well, we'll go back in when they start talking about the science again. You know, Trump doesn't need to be there every day. He's, he's, he adds nothing to this, nothing. And, uh, oh, by the way, uh, oh, hold on a second. Emergency battery. Not really, but I, I, I just wanted to play that. Now, I don't know all the details, and I don't have all the facts. But gosh darn, it seemed to me the captain of the Theodore Roosevelt was just trying to, on the surface, seems like he was just trying to save his his crew. You never unmuted, John. Sorry. That's okay. Got to give you that at least once uh, once in the show. Sometimes twice if I'm feeling benevolent. If you're feeling... Uh... So anyway, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. At Taxi Stand Hour if you're on the Twitter. And uh, call Collect from a payphone. We'd love to hear from you. So yeah, the whole Teddy Roosevelt thing, that, that's... I think this is just so when, when the dust settles from all this and history is written, there's going to be a lot of a lot of heroes whose names we'll never know. I became a, there's also going to be a few jackasses whose names we do know. We do know you're absolutely correct. I was I became a fan of those in the medical profession, your nurses, your custodians and all that when I did my time in the hospital. And I was going to say, the ones that brought you back to life. That is right. That is absolutely correct. I thanked every nurse that came in. I thanked every person that cleaned my room for being there. Because without them, kids and kittens, and that includes the custodial staff, uh, they're in there keeping you healthy. 
whether you know it or not. By the way, when you're out in the supermarket, say thank you to, to the stock boys, to the cashiers. Just give them an attaboy. They're out there. As I, as I said to... Uh, I'll thank them when, they, when I walk out with my, roll of, my package of toilet paper. After. And by the way, don't blame them because the stuff's not, not there, okay? It's not I am only fault. kidding. Not I am you. only I'm kidding. I'm just speaking in general. But, you know, look, we all like to get an attaboy now and, now and again. Uh, I was at the supermarket yesterday. I, you know, I prefer I, cash. Of course, but I chatted with a few people and just how you doing? How you holding up? Thank you for for coming in today. Uh, I passed postal postal uh, mail carrier the other day. Thank you for being out here. Not even my mail carrier. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here because I'm. It's thanks to them I'm able to sit at home and put on my quarantine fifteen. And put on all this lovely yeah. weight that I'm gaining. Oh, are you, are you starting to pick up the poundage a little oh, bit? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know what else I ordered huh. with the with the, with the, with the three cotton mask? Huh. waist extenders for my pants. <laughs> you gotta be kidding! Me. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I tried getting into a pair. I've been in sweatpants and shorts, man. There's I I, I have no reason. You s- now I'm wearing a collared shirt right now. You know why? Because it's Saturday and John can see me. That's the only reason. Other than I can the- always close my eyes if it'll make you feel better. <laughs> but instead of wearing, a, you know, my ratty old t-shirts and my sweatshirts and all that, it gives me a reason to wear something. I'm I got a closet full of clothes I've barely touched in a month. You know, and keep in mind I hadn't worked a whole lot since december i've only worked since december 10th i've only worked about 10 days so i haven't been mm-hmm. going out a whole lot and by the way i realized i was talking to uh i forget who i was talking to anyway we're talking about gas prices so, and, and all that and I, and I said you know i haven't put gas in my vehicle since december 10th i got home from upstate new york i filled up topped off the tank have not put a the, the thing's been sitting outside for I've used it once in the past two months and now it's I would been, suggest starting that engine a, I, a couple times just to I did the other day I did the other day I went out and, and uh I got a good trunk battery in it but I know every uh probably once a week now I'll well, I'm good for parking there's no uh they're not going to be ticketing uh they do street cleaning once a week supposedly if they don't but once a week, you got you can't park there for an hour and a half, but they've suspended that throughout the city. Parking meters, no. You still have to pay parking meters, which makes sense. Because if you didn't, mm-hmm. then people would just park their cars in these places. And there's stores mm-hmm. and restaurants, you know, that are still providing food and uh, and all that. And people would just park there and never leave. Never, ever right. leave. So, yeah. No, I, I, think, haven't, well, I haven't been starting the car. Go ahead. You know, since Granny Annie got on her uh, cooking, it's uh, the word I'm looking. I don't want to say obsession because I sh- obsession is kind of a negative term. But binge. Uh, let's just binge. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, uh, we haven't really. Well, obviously, we haven't been to any restaurants because they're all closed. But we they're open for the delivery service. Uh, delivery services 
Uh, we prefer Bite Squad just because they treat their drivers a little bit better than uh, than the Grubhub or DoorDash or whatever the hell else uh, of other services there are. They actually guarantee their drivers a certain wage per hour. But um, we haven't ordered. We haven't ordered out for quite a while. So I told Granny Annie, I said, we're going to just take a break one of these days and we're going to find one of these good restaurants here and we're going to patronize them and have them delivered. There you go. Uh, by uh, by uh, Bite Squad. It's funny. I, I was I was walking home yesterday from the supermarket. And it's not all. It's about three, four blocks. And there's a mm-hmm. great pizza joint. Uh, they had a sign. They were only doing deliveries and and pickups. And there's a sign up. They're closing for two weeks. And I saw another. There was a Chinese restaurant. They've been closed for two weeks. Uh, Which doesn't break your heart any. No, no. I got a couple more pieces of audio. Uh, he said doing another bat turn where he doesn't play the the audio. But another in the continuing saga of Donald Trump versus Jim Acosta. And in, in in this week's episode, Jim Acosta from CNN. Uh-huh. In this week's episode, Jim Acosta confronts Donald Trump with words that have come out of Donald Trump's mouth. Let's listen in. Go ahead. Let's give it a shot. Sir, uh, what do you say to Americans who are upset with you over the way you downplayed this crisis over the last couple of months? Uh, we have it very much under control in this country. The coronavirus is very much under control in the USA. It's going to disappear. It's like a miracle. It will disappear. Uh, at March 4th, uh, we have a very small number of people in this country infected. March 10th, we're prepared. We're doing a great job with it. It will go away. Just stay calm. It will go away. What do you well, say to Americans who believe that you got this wrong? And I do want them to stay calm. And we are doing a great job. If you look at those individual statements, they're all true. Stay calm. Uh, it will go away. You know it. You know it is going away, and it will go away. And we're going to have a great victory. And it's people like you and CNN that say things like that. That uh, it's why people just don't want to listen to CNN anymore. You could ask a normal question. The statements I made are: I want to keep the country calm. I don't want panic in the country. I could cause panic much better than even you. I could do much. I would make you look like a minor league player. But you know what? I don't want to do that. I want to have our country be calm and strong and fight and win. And it will go away. And it is incredible, the job that all of these people are doing, putting them all together, the job that they're doing. I am very proud of the job they're doing, that Mike Pence is doing, that the task force has done that Honeywell and Procter and & Gamble and Mike and all of these people have done. I'm very proud. It's, it's almost a miracle, and it is, the way it's all come together. And instead of asking a nasty, snarky question like that, you should ask a real question. And other than that, I'm going to go to somebody else. Please, go ahead, please. Taken on their own and out of context, yes, every one of those things is absolutely true. And what the way he said it. However, if you take them in context, the way he said them, when he said them, and what else he said around them, of course, he's a lion sack of beans. And uh, we got a couple more pieces of audio. This is John's particular favorite. Uh, <laughs> Mr. President, um, Seattle police have reported a surge in calls about domestic violence. A number of groups have raised concerns. Domestic violence? Uh, domestic violence. Uh-huh. 
You could almost hear the disappointment in his voice. Oh, I want it to be Mexican violence. So bad, so bad. Uh, moving on here. We've got a little piece here. Uh, the, the voice you're going to hear in the second part of this clip, it's about a minute and 15 seconds, is Stacey Abrams uh, from Georgia. By the way, speaking of Georgia, Governor Kemp there, who defeated her, Stacey Abrams for governor in Georgia. Did you notice where mm -hmm. the other day he said, I just found out 24 hours ago, asymptomatic people can pass this disease. Really? What rock did you crawl on? Because he finally, finally did the stay-at-home order. Uh, I, 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 why? I don't understand. Uh. I, I will tell you this. If you look at before and after, the things they had in there were crazy. Uh, they had things, uh, levels of voting that if you ever agreed to it, you'd never have a Republican elected in this country again. They had things in there about, uh, you know, election days and uh, what you do and uh, all sorts of uh, clawbacks. And they had things that were just totally crazy. First of all, the fact that the president of the United States believes that voting is a special interest project should tell you everything you need to know about Donald Trump and the Republicans. The reality is... If everyone voted, indeed, Democrats would win because we stand for the people. But what should be terrifying to every American is that Donald Trump said out loud the quiet part, that he knows that if every eligible American got to cast a ballot, he would lose. And so would his cronies who have done their level best to undermine our system. That's why we have to show up and vote. That's why voting by mail is essential, voting in person is essential, but more than anything, showing up and casting our ballots has to be our priority. We have to have leaders who don't believe in power, but believe in people. And if you're willing to game the system the way Trump and his cronies are, if you're willing to steal the votes from Americans by suppressing them, then you do not deserve to be the leader of the free world. And she's not entirely wrong. I mean, how many times have the no. Republicans been caught with their hand in the cookie jar uh, suppressing votes? I mean, Georgia. I, I mean, had they not played? Remember, her opponent was also the secretary of uh he held another title in uh in the state basically he was in charge of of the voting and he was able to he shut down polling places made it difficult for people of color to vote you know and that happens not just georgia but all sorts of mm -hmm. other places and you know again they're playing fast and loose uh, we're we're, we're going to go ahead john I, w I wanted to say something about that, though. And voting, in my opinion, voting should be so important to every individual, man or woman, regardless of, of uh, race or religion or any any of the above. It should be such so important that if I had to travel 20 miles to cast my ballot, I would travel that 20 miles to cast that ballot. I think that some of this does fall on on uh, on people who don't take the time to vote or don't think that it's important enough to vote uh, and then turn around and bitch when they don't... Uh, when they don't like what the uh, eventual winner no, 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 no. See, winds see, up implementing. See, that don't fly. For no, the people, I, you, no. you, you are right. If I'm you just don't saying vote, that. If you don't vote, shut up. 
That's my that's yeah, my Yeah, that's take. exactly. You're absolutely right. And I think that there should be more onus on the American on Americans to get their asses out there and vote. If a lot the, of pe- like I said, if the a lot of people do want to get out and vote, but their their votes are being suppressed. They shut down vo- polling places. You know, uh, Repub- mainly it's the, not mainly, it is the Republicans that do it. They make it almost impossible. They deny people, people get, they're registered and all that. They show up at the polling place. Oh, there's a, I, I don't know, there's a speck of dirt on your driver's license. And, you know, all sorts of silly stuff. Anything they can do to to uh, to throw, throw a monkey wrench in the works. I got one more piece of audio I'd like to play. This was Dr. Desai. He appeared on Fox. And you'll you'll hear the Fox anchor, Megan something or other, just another talking head. This is the video. You may have seen it. The gentleman sits there and is shaking his head violently no when she's spewing all this nonsense. And then he gets on and, ma- and makes friends at Fox News. And I, I love this clip. Large scale testing. Now, what we hear every night is that the test that there are millions of tests available. And yet um, we're, we don't have that pinprink blood test that you can just sort of get, you know, at your local doctor and know in 15 minutes. But they're working yeah, great on question. it. Yeah, they're working on it. They should have been working on it for months. So the fact is we knew about this from the WHO when December 31st, 2019, so last year, we knew about this. We knew coronavirus is coming. We knew it was a respiratory disease. We knew it was person to person. Why is it that it's this week that the FDA finally approved these kind of new Abbott lab testing, which, by the way, is one test at a time? It's a great test, but it's one test at a time. It's different than the labs that are doing mass testing, right? So this is a wonderful test. Don't get me wrong, but it's one test per 15 minutes. That's wonderful, but it's not the same volume that you really need. This is better for kind of outpatient clinics and things like that. We needed this months ago. You look at Korea, Korea, South Korea and the U.S. had their first official confirmed case on the same date, January 19th. Mm. That means since January 19th, you look at what South Korea did and what we did. Their population is one sixth of ours. Look at the cases they have. Look at the mortality they have. It's a trifle compared to what we're dealing with right now because we've had a very weak response and they had a really strong response. Mm -hmm. Doctor, thank you. Very interesting to talk to you, Dr. Desai. I hope you'll come back uh, as we move through this difficult period in the country. Dr. Desai, thank you very much, sir. I bet you do. (laughs) That that long pause was not an audio glitch. That was that anchor sitting there trying to figure out, uh, okay, do I spit or eat a banana Uh right now? Oh, now what? (laughs) Now what? I promise you, within the hour... Not only will that doctor, and God bless him, not only will he never appear on Fox again, I'm sure they had his cable company remove all the Fox stations from his uh, from his cable package. From his cable box, yeah. <laughs> they don't want him anywhere near. Uh, any, anywhere near. Hey, I got a couple of uh, sad stories here. Uh, I know we have a little bit of time, or a couple minutes here before the... Uh, uh, top of the hour break but uh, I don't know if you knew this or not but uh, former Saints kicker uh, Tom Dempsey is in hospice care after testing positive for coronavirus oh, 
At, at one point, for held those, the, for those, at one point, held the, the record, record for the longest field goal because he was born his right foot. He only has half a right foot, and that was his kicking uh-huh. foot. He had he could get mm. because the front of his shoe was flat. He could get tremendous mm. range. I think it was a sixty-two yard field goal. That's the record. Sixty-three. Sixty-three. Okay. Yeah. How old? Is Sorry, he? I didn't mean to. No, it's okay. 70, oh, I just saw this too, 71, I think. Okay, that's, yeah, that sounds about 73, right. excuse me. No. So he lives in a, he lives in a, re- a retirement community in New Orleans. Since He's lived there since 2012. Again, one of the places that's being hit hard yes. uh, by the virus is these uh, retirement communities, nursing homes, if you will. Um. Did you hear the story about the uh, bus driver out of Detroit? Yes. Who? Um, yes, I meant to try to get audio on that. Go he made a us. plea. It was a Facebook. Of, he did a eight-minute-long Facebook. Uh, well, tell the video. story. Well, apparently, on this uh, bus he was driving, there was somebody that was coughing their fool heads off, not as much as covering their face. Nope. And he uh, he took to Facebook and implored everybody uh, to you know use a little courtesy when you're out in in a public setting like that. Well, unfortunately, just a few days after he made that video, he has passed away from or two weeks after the incident. Two weeks after the yeah, he's passed away from coronavirus. So. You know, if you if you're not wearing a mask, if you have to be out in public for one reason or another, if you and you're not wearing a mask, we all know how we were taught when we were three how to cover your mouth when you yep. cough or sneeze. Yep, I told you a few yeah. weeks a few weeks ago, two weeks ago, I I saw two teenage girls in the uh, in the supermarket. One was wearing a mask. The other one had the mask down around her chin, and she sneezed. Uh-huh. And like right in my direction, I said, could you at least cover your, you know, she gave me that. Cover your cake hole. Yeah. She gave me that teenage girl, you know, eye roll. And, you know, I I don't want to be that guy, but, you know, honey. You have to. It's self-preservation. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to die because of you. I mean, I'm ready to go. Exactly. I'm ready to go, but I I don't want to go on a ventilator. On somebody else, yeah, exactly. I mean, I already had my chance. I went quietly and peacefully. The universe is, the universe is gonna is gonna drop a bus on me or something because I've already <laughs> had my opportunity. I went quietly, peacefully, and everything was fine. Then they had to bring me back. Son of a! The universe does not like that. <laughs> they're gonna drop a, they're gonna drop a, an Acme anvil on me one ton. And it'll be Wiley Coyote that does it. I'm gonna. You'll I'm, finally get one right. And- <laughs> the, the way I go is gonna gonna make Wiley Coyote go. Geez, that was kind of harsh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you don't? You're not a beer drinker, are you? You should say that. Huh? I am. Well. Oh, you are well. As long, just hope it isn't Corona beer because oh, uh, apparently Grupo Moleto, the brewer of uh, 
Corona is going to stop or severely slow down production of Corona beer. We'll be back in approximately a few minutes. (laughs) You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. T-F-I. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Costello, I'm going to New York with you. You know, Bucky Harris, the Yanks manager, gave me a job as coach for as long as you're on the team. Look, Abbott, if you're the coach, you must know all the players. I certainly do. Well, you know, I, mean, I never met the guys, so you'll have to tell me their names, and then I'll know who's playing on the team. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you their names, but you know, strange it may seem, they give these ballplayers nowadays very peculiar names. You mean funny names? Strange names, pet names, like Dizzy Dean and... His brother Daffy. Daffy Dean. And their French cousin. French. Gouffet. Gouffet Dean. Oh, I see. Well, let's see, we have on the bags, we have who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. That's what I want to find I out. I say, who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. Are you the manager? Yes. You're going to be the coach, too? Yes. And you know the fellow's no, name? Oh, I should. Well, then who's on first? Yes. I mean the fellow's name. Who? The guy on first. Who? The first base. Who? The guy playing who first. Who is on first? I'm asking you who's on first. That's the man's name. That's whose name? Yes. Well, go ahead and tell That's me. That's it. That's who? Yes. <laughs> you got a first baseman? Certainly. Who's playing first? That's right. When you pay off the first baseman every month, who gets the money? Every dollar of it. <laughs> All I'm trying to find out is the fellow's name on first base. Who? The guy that gets the That's money. That's it. Who gets the money on he first base? He does, every dollar. Sometimes his wife comes down and collects it. Who's what? Yes. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Look, what I want to know is when you sign up the first baseman... How does he sign his name to the Who? contract? The guy. Who? How does he sign his That's name? That's how he signs it. Who? Yes. <laughs> All I'm trying to find out is what's the guy's name on first base. No, what is on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? One base at a time. Well, don't change the players. Right? I'm not changing nobody. Take it easy, buddy. I'm only asking you, who's the guy on first base? That's right. Okay. All right. <laughs> No, what is on second? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. Oh, he's on third. We're not talking about him. Well, let's... <laughs> uh-huh. How did I get on third base? Why, you mentioned his name. If I mention a third baseman's name, who did I say is playing third? No, who's playing first? What's on first? What's on second? I don't know. He's on third. There I go, back on third again. <laughs> Now, who's playing third base? Why do you insist on putting who on third base? What am I putting on third? What is on second? You don't want who on second? Who is on first? I don't know. Third base! (laughs) You got outfield? Sure. The left fielder's name. Why? I just thought I'd ask. Well, I just thought I'd tell you. Then tell me who's playing left field. Who is playing first? I'm not staying on any infield! I want to know what's the guy's name in left field. No, what is on second? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. Third base! Oh, he's center field. Look, look, look. You got a pitcher on a team. Sure. The pitcher's name. Tamara? You don't want to tell me the date? I'm telling you, man. Go ahead. Tamara. What time? What time, what? What time? Tamara, you're going to tell me who's
today. 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 And tomorrow's pitching. Now you've got it. All we got is a couple of days on the list. You know, I'm a catcher, too. Tell me, tell me. I get behind a plate, do some fancy catching. Tomorrow's pitching on my team, and a heavy hitter gets up. Yes. Now, the heavy hitter busts the ball. When he busts the ball, me being a good catcher, I'm going to throw the guy out of first base, so I pick up the ball and throw it to who? Now, that's the first thing you've said right. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> It's a ball of ball of first base. Yes. Now who's got it? Naturally. <laughs> Look, if I throw the ball of first base, somebody's got to get it. Now who has? It? Naturally. Who? Naturally. 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 So I pick up the ball and I throw it to naturally. No, you don't. You throw the ball to who? Naturally. That's different. That's what I said. You're not saying. I throw the ball to naturally. You throw it to who? Naturally. That's it. That's what I said. That's it. You asked me. I throw the ball to who? Naturally. Now you ask me. You throw the ball to who? Naturally. That's it. Same as you. Whoever it is drops the ball and the guy runs a second. Yes. Who picks up the ball and throws it to what? What throws it to I don't know? I don't know. Throws it back to tomorrow? Triple play. Yes. Another guy gets up and it's a long fly ball to be caught. Why? I don't know. He's on third and I don't give a darn. What? I said I don't give a darn. Oh, that's our shortstop. I'm an idiot. Well, welcome back here to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. Once again, from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, this is John Shannon. And the in the palatial, all the toilet paper you could possibly ever want, Radio TFI Executive Tower, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness once again. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. Uh, it's all the toilet paper you you would ever need, want, or desire. That's right. We ever get out of this crisis, Ed's going to take five rolls and go to the neighbor's place and paper some trees. That's right. That's <laughs> right. That's uh, that's my plan. Me and uh, have you ever I... do, did you ever do that when you were a teenager? No, I grew up in Midtown Manhattan. No. Well, this is true. There's not many trees there. No. You know what we did on Halloween? <laughs> What'd you we, do on Halloween? You ever do a flower sock? Uh, no. Okay. What you do is you take a sock, you fill it with flour, mm-hmm. and you swing mm-hmm. it and hit people with it. It hurts like hell. And it leaves white <sighs> all over their, their clothes. You were kind of a prick when you were a teenager. Well, not just me. We Damn. Were all, that that was the neighborhood thing. That was, uh, mm. I didn't come from the birds where, where we TP'd a, a house. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? If there wasn't an autopsy, it wasn't a good prank. <laughs> I had a friend that actually kept a boxing glove on a cane. For whatever reason, kept a boxing glove on a cane and as he was walking, he'd walk by and pop somebody with it. Yet, you know, with the cane, you know, you're keeping more than an arm's length the distance away from your victim. Social distancing. So, well, yeah, you could say that. But I think it was more because you had more of a head, head start to run if the guy tried to chase you down. You know, I don't believe that. Why? Oh, I believe the boxing glove. I just don't believe you had a friend. 
Oh, That's well, two. you're good today. That's two. You're, hey, you know what? Uh, you know, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, you just have to let people feel good about themselves. And so today, this is just I'm feeling, I'm feeling benevolent today. So we're just kind of letting him get in, get in. You know, no next problem. week things will. Uh, next week things will start uh, leveling out again here, and you know, it'll, everything will be right with the world again. I'll let him have his way with me on the nighttime shows. By the way, we are on. <laughs> that did not come. That did not come out right. <laughs> How do you know? Yeah, well, this is true too. All right. Anyway. We're on we're on Monday through Thursday nights now at 9 p.m. Uh, we're just being silly. Uh, we, we're there just to as long as this crisis goes on. So we're there. Come sillier listen. than normal. Yeah, sillier than normal. We're playing music a little more. It, it's we're not doing issues. We're not to, unless somebody calls and wants to discuss an issue, then we'll be happy to. But we're not going to initiate those conversations. We're playing music. We're just being goofballs, playing some comedy bits and. And all that. So, so if you're feeling a little down, join us Monday through Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific for the Taxi Stand Hour Quarantine Edition. And uh, <laughs> we'll we'll be there throughout this crisis, and uh, mainly because I got nothing else to do. <laughs> and by the way, the number if you want to call either today or Thursday or whatever day, whatever day you'd like to call in. You're feeling up to it. 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428 is the number. Taxi Stand Hour on the Twitter. And like Ed has said on numerous occasions, if you're calling from a payphone, you may call collect. Oh, my, 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 my. i just reading a tweet here from uh, WCCO. Uh, TV in the Twin Cities that the Twin Cities emergency rooms are seeing a drastic drop in non-COVID ID or COVID uh, nineteen patients. A lot of places are reporting that. Well, people aren't on the uh, on on the street. They're not having car mm-hmm. accidents and getting shot and stabbed, and all manner of good things. Yeah, you know Minnesota did actually actually did something um, here. Uh, Governor Walls has a daily uh, press briefing, if you will. I think he, by the way, he's shown wonderful uh, leadership throughout this uh, throughout this uh, crisis. You know, it took him a little longer than the rest of the governors to uh, do the um, do the total uh, yeah the total lockdown, if you will, which is really now I wouldn't even call it a real lockdown because. 70 what is it 73 percent of the population work in what you would call essential uh essential jobs you know you not only do you have the grocery stores and the uh restaurant you know and you might argue that restaurants aren't an, an essential uh part of um life but i don't see that's true not everybody has the skill set to cook, you know, cook a meal, you know, 
they're used to ordering or either going to a restaurant or ordering delivery or whatever. Or they're working so Not many everybody. hours. They're working so many hours right now. Yeah. So I would say it's essential. Um, you know, what I'm doing is uh, because I have, uh, well, I, well, let me back up just a little bit. The taxi business in general uh, is still uh, still what they'd call important or or, or necessary um, because it's providing transportation. You know, that's why you still see Ubers and Lyfts out there. <laughs> uh, well, the, it is what the, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, that's all right. Uh, what we, what Minnesota did is they're starting to report the number of people who are, have come through this unscathed or are... Uh, are completely, uh, you know, they're no longer infected. And um, I think that's good to know because right now the new, all the news has been reporting, you know, we've jumped another thousand cases. We've, you know, we have 12 more deaths or, or there. Look, unless you've been living under a rock, you know, that we have a, a medical crisis on our hands. We know about it. By now, you've been told what you should be doing about it. And still, even with masks, the most, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the most important thing you can really do is keep yourself as far away as possible from another human being. Uh, whether I, that being social distancing, whether that be, uh, whether that be staying at home, you know, quarantining yourself, that seems to be, that seems to be the answer. And I think everybody should know that by now. Well, John, for those that those that aren't sure, let's see if we can hammer it home with our special guest Samuel L. Jackson. Stay the f- at home. The runner is spreading. The is no joke. It's no time to work or run. The way you can fight it is simple, my friends. Just stay the at home. Now, technically, I'm not a doctor. But my listen when I read a poem. So here I am, Sam and Jackson, imploring you, keep your ass at home. If you want things to get back to normal, don't panic. Just use your dome, wash your hands, stop touching your face, and stay the f- at home. Motherfucker, it's no time to gamble. Look around, you're not at a casino. Just stay the f- home as if your name was Trenton Quarantino. Sure, you can still see your friends. Use the mother app on your phone. But unless you just ran out of groceries, please stay the f- at home. Thank you for doing your part to flatten the curve because that f- is steep. And now that you're home, please feel free to go the f- to sleep. Be it. 
<laughs> that was Samuel L. Jackson. By the way, by the way, a little uh, a little programming note here for those of you tuning in expecting to hear uh, Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine. Just so you know, the Wayback Machine is off being retrofitted uh, to use as a ventilator, either that or a dishwasher. We're not really sure, but the Wayback Machine <laughs> will make its triumphant comeback uh, once the crisis is over. Actually, that's not completely true. Oh, really? Well, you, you, you know, part of the part of the problem is with the Wayback Machine is it's run by a computer, and the computer caught a virus. So, oh, that hurt. Looks like it hurt. Oh, it did. <laughs> oh, that one. That got right down into places that. Oh. <laughs> Oh, we rarely, if ever, talk about. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta stand. Oh, yeah, oh, that one, that was. Uh, there's gonna be a meeting about oh. that one. There's gonna be a meeting. So anyway, uh, and we understand. We understand that the computer is not. It's it's on life support right now. So, and there are there is a petition out there to pull the plug. Virus. Uh, <laughs> while, while we're on the topic, oh by the way i go ahead i i do have uh uh just a little something in response to uh old sammy there the fact is that uh, if i could afford to stay at home i would stay at home i would love to stay at home yeah trust me there is not that much motivation in this old body so i uh, I would love to stay at home. So I got an idea. Why don't you part with about, oh, say, 50K there. Send me a check and I'll gladly, gladly stay Man, at home. Are you talking to me or the federal government? Well, you could afford it too, but... <laughs> no, I can't. No, I cannot. That's, uh, <laughs> the mat- no, it, I don't know. I'm talking to Samuel Jackson. Oh, oh, Sam. Oh, yeah, sure, 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 sure. He I can think. afford to part with 50K. Sure, sure. And that's a, that's all I'd need. I, you, I, I think su- I'd be good with that. You'd be surprised what you can get by with. Oh, trust me. My early days of driving cab, my God, I'm lucky if I made a couple hundred dollars a week. Yeah. Well, in all seriousness, what people need to be looking at now is... Uh, look at your bills, okay? Get on the phone, and look, some of these places, it's going to be hard to reach them. If you have monthly bills, get a hold of your utility company, your phone company, your your car loan, etc., etc., your credit card companies. See what they're doing for you right now. You're not going to get relief from it, but perhaps you can get a deferment. Yes, the bills are still going to be there in three months, but for the next three months until you go back to work, you can use what money you have for the essentials. We're all in this together. Everybody knows. So let me ask you this. If you're you're making, you know, $12 an hour and are barely getting by and barely able to uh, pay your bills as as it is putting putting those bills on the back burner isn't going to you're still going to owe the money 
Are they going to let you pay them an extra 50 cents a month until it's caught up? I said it's not going to wipe them out, but you defer it. And look, nobody's getting evicted. Nobody's, you know, none of that stuff is going to happen until this is over. Mm -hmm. But it's ideal if you speak to these companies, set something up. Don't just stop paying them. You want to, because, and nothing's going to impact your credit right now either. Yeah, I understand if you're making $12 an hour, but also you may not be working as many hours or you may be working more hours. I don't know. You may have a job that pays you $15 an hour, but you can't go to work now. None of this is, none of this is about, uh, you know, forgiving loans and uh, walking away from debt. No, no, no. It's about restructuring it, deferring it. But you have to get ahead of it. You have to call and say, hey, look, I've got my car loan here. What can we do? Uh, They might say, well, we'll defer payments, no extra interest, no penalties. We'll We'll tack it on to the end. We'll just pause. Yeah, we'll have a, a car loan. That that that. Yeah, they can actually they can do a deferment. They can, if you've got a five, uh, if you've got a five year uh, uh, note like I do on my van, you know that's fine. Yeah, I'm sure they'd push the payment. They'd push that back for you. But the fact of the matter is, is that with a electric bill, a cell phone bill, or whatever, you're still going to have that bill. I mean, I, I, there is no... I understand that. There I'm is not, no pushing it back. I'm not saying by, it's not going to go away, but speak to your, the individual company. They might be able to do this for you. Okay, no payments on, you know, for three months. And then at that point, you pay your bill with an extra $10 on top of it. Okay. If they'd agree to do that, that would right. be great. And, and But you won't know until... My point is you won't know until you... Until you it. ask. Yeah, you're you're right there. For, absolutely, because, because that's what I did with drivers who got behind in their rental payments to me. I would get them caught mm-hmm. up. I, you know, instead of coming in and paying me every day to make up for it, I would say, "Look, starting Monday, you pay me the weekly rate plus fifty till we get you caught up." Mm-hmm. You know, and we we'd work something out this way. I didn't have to chase them yeah. down every day. And all that, you know, and they're going to work with it. I'll tell you what I don't understand now is new car ads. Who is buying a new car right now? I don't care if they'll drive it right up to my door. Who is buying a new car? You you have to realize, Ed, that some people are living in a different reality. But I see all these and- car companies will come to you in these trying times and blah, 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 and that. Who's, I'm not saying people aren't going to need a car, but if you're not going anyplace right now, why do you need a new car? Well, you know, hey, you've got money. If if you've been the recipient of a golden parachute or whatnot, you got a little bit of money to uh, set on the side to be able to buy a car. Those people aren't, aren't being, uh, you know, the ads don't mean anything to those people. They know what they want and they're going to go get it. They're trying to sell. They're trying to sell me. And I'm sitting there. I watch every one of these ads and go, I got a perfectly good vehicle that I haven't driven in a month or two. Sitting right outside. I just find it 
Interesting. You know, you don't see advertising Charmin. I'm just saying. Well, Nate, you, you're absolutely right. No, wait a minute. You, no, no, you I'll do. take that back. You, you see the bears up there. Yeah. By the way, that's yeah, the dope. Yeah, you see, yeah, my heinies clean. That's the dopiest commercial, okay? Why is there a <laughs> pair of underwear on the floor when clearly the bears don't wear underwear? So what you're saying is that's your underwear, but you're running around butt naked. Your parents are butt naked. You're bears, for God's sake. You're going to get poop on your fur. It's going to happen. <laughs> All right, that that commercial makes no sense. My heinies clean. My heinies clean. Come on, man. Come well, I on. think they'd rather have i I think they'd rather have uh, a cute looking little baby bear doing that commercial as opposed to you or I. Yeah, but again, our, but but the more important point, really, do you need to keep running these ads to boost sales? Yeah. Sales Obviously, are at an all time high. They don't high. need the- yeah, exactly. It's and again, <laughs> I we talked about this briefly last week, and I am loving the fact that big stores, the big box stores, are telling people no refunds on toilet paper, no refunds on hand sanitizer. In sanitizer. Other words, you bought a truck full of stuff, and now you realize you got no money left for anything else. What? What? Tough. Go donate it to the local hospital. <laughs> That's where I that's where I am so, on that. So I have a little bit of a a, a conundrum. Okay, you've got another conundrum, John. John, I need you to stop for a second. You're having a technical issue with your uh, what's with, that? With your audio connection, it's fine now. You were dropping out. Oh, was that? I've been looking the other way. I apologize. No, no it's an audio issue. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ah. So, anyways, so apparently there are a million um, N95 masks. What's the matter? Are you having, am I still having audio issues or what? Yes, you're going to have to reconnect. So, I will keep the folks entertained. John. Okay. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens, on top of Samuel L. Jackson, Michael Rappaport also put out a video this week, and uh, uh, I'd like to drop the audio from that. Fuck pig, the real people want to get back to work ASAP. You never worked a fucking day in your life. You're worried about the next four years. You need to be worried about the next four days, motherfucker. You need to be worried about the next four weeks, the next four months, you motherfucker. You are the worst possible motherfucker we could have in power making decisions decisions right now the real people want to get back to work why don't you send your fucking son dick stain donald trump jr big tooth fucking eric trump little fucking baron fucking ivanka junkyard jared let them go out there and test the fucking waters let them see if shit is sweet. Let them take the cars, the trains, the buses, the Amtraks. Let them play in the park and everything's good. If everything's good after five days of them playing out there in the streets, we'll all go back there. You want to make the American people guinea pigs so you could get reelected? You fucking clown. And people, if you fall for this shit, shame on you. If you still fall for this shit, shame on you. This guy doesn't give a about 
anybody but himself. He's talking about the next four years. Motherfucker, we're trying to figure out what to do with the next four hours, you fucking pimp. You con man. You two-bit, good-for-nothing pimp. Oh, Michael Rappaport. But tell me again where where we should know him from. He's an actor. He's an actor. He's been around for a long okay. time. I, I just well, I just saw him in a movie from uh, 2000 with Arnold. Uh, yes, I gotta I gotta see a, I gotta see a. Uh, You'll know him. Uh, see a picture just to put a face to a name, if you, you will. You R A P A P O R T Rappaport. Yeah. Yeah, he has. Oh, so before before my uh, before I went uh, dead here on the microphone, I was going to bring up a story. Before you uh, do, before you do, the occasional technical glitch aside, we love we love our audio connection. The folks that we're using now, we use a, a we found this. It's called Source Connect. Uh, look them up on online. Uh, you need to use a Chrome browser, but it allows us, this is, we used to use a, a, an outfit called Fiend Phone, which was very complicated to use, and we just got to the point where it just wasn't working anymore. We couldn't get a good connection. This is so simple. So if you want to have conversations with people, if you want to have a group of people, you want to get onto a conference call, it's free. Not only if we wanted to have a guest on, uh, we could connect them up on this as well. And it would sound like all three of us are sitting in the same room. Again, as we've said on more than one occasion, and we mentioned at the top of every show, John is in Minnesota and I am not. And we do this, we do this show long distance, but we, we love our static connect and, uh, we're happy to have it. We have the occasional technical glitch, but other than that, it works out. You know, I, I I have a theory on why we having why we're having these technical glitches. Oh, well, there are more people at home. It's kind of like the toilet paper. More people home. More people using their internet connection, taking up uh, taking their share. I mean, we're taking more than our share of the uh, of the uh, wide band, if you will. Oh, we're here, being, we're being hogs right now. Yeah, we are. Here, let's. So, let, 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 before we go any further, let's do a little. Let Let's see what are we using the internet for at this very moment as we speak. Let's run down the list. What we are, or what, what other people are? No, you and I, right now, as we do this program. Well, we're well on, I don't know. You got me. We're on Skype. Oh. On our tablets. Mm-hmm. Separate. Mm-hmm. Whole separate deal. That's so we can see that's be- each other. That's because Uncle Ed can't go a day without seeing my face. I, well, now I, I see understand this. I see much more of it today. <laughs> and then, now on my end, I have two computers running. I have... On my main computer, we have the source connect coming in from the internet through my browser. And then I'm also putting out to the radio station on this same system, on the same, on my laptop, Mm -hmm. which is also hardwired to my router. 
we're putting out to Periscope. Yes, we we're trying this again, kids and kittens. We haven't we haven't quite figured out how to do well. We figured out how to do real video, but we're still fine tuning it. So that's why you see our, those still pictures of our mugs. If you're on the Twitter or if you're on the Periscope, so not not to mention my phone is hooked up to the Wi-Fi, and actually I need to check to see. Uh, usually on my tablet, I do it. Uh, I use the cell data because, yep, I'm not even using the Wi-Fi. But I am using cellular data uh, to uh, to broadcast. John, tell, tell us and what us you're And us and everybody else. Now, tell well, us you know, using. I have, well, I'm only hooked up, well, I'm hooked up to the same Skype, but I'm using, you know, the same cellular data that you are, except, you know, my provider is, is Xfinity? I forget who your. I have T-Mobile uh, providers. But I have I have, unli- I have unlimited data. So do I. Yeah, so okay. do I. Um, but otherwise, base I'm not using as much because I'm not broadcasting out. All right. Well, hold on. You've got uh, your you've got your laptop, which allows you to mm-hmm. broadcast to me. You've got an internet yeah. connection there, and tell us what you're doing with your cell phone right now. Well, right now I've I'm controlling the connection to uh, to uh, Periscope. So. Right, I send the signal. So out we to are John. using quite a bit. I send the signal to John, and John sends it to Periscope. Hmm. So, well, can we that. talk about Robert Kraft now? Sure. Can I, please? We could have done it an hour please? ago. Go, go, please. Thank you. Go, go. Uh, Stopping. <sighs> <laughs> so okay. apparently uh there's a million 90 or n95 masks that are coming from china and i guess they were they're they're going to massachusetts specifically i guess and they were stuck without a way to to ship them back to uh uh to massachusetts so robert mm. Kraft, i gotta stop you right there. uh that's not the real what's reason. that that's not the real reason. The re- the real reason is that every time they ordered these masks, it happened a couple of times. They got stopped in New York, and the federal government took the mess. So Kraft sent his plane. Go ahead, sent his plane to China. It's not that they couldn't get here; they were getting here. They weren't getting where they were supposed to go. Well, yeah, they weren't getting to Massachusetts. Right. Right. So, so anyways, Robert Kraft sent the team plane to China to pick up these masks and bring them directly to uh, Massachusetts. Man. Great idea. Now, this is uh, the same Robert Kraft Here we go. who was busted a little over a year ago around Super Bowl time, busted uh, patronizing and I will just keep it there. You can use your imagination uh, what he was doing there. You never mentioned but, where he was. Huh? Oh, in, in Florida. Excuse me. Just say it. He was at a rub and tug joint. Yeah. Well, I just try. You climb up my ass every time I, you know, get a little suggestive or a little, I don't mind put a little innuendo out there. Just certain words. 
certain words. Yeah. So go ahead, finish the story before I do. <laughs> <laughs> so what my what my dilemma is here is that Robert Kraft is is being hailed and probably rightfully so for uh, supplying the plane to bring the bring the masks uh, to Massachusetts. Uh, but do we suddenly forget? Well, I mean, we haven't talked about uh, Robert Kraft in, enabling enabling uh, human trafficking. We haven't talked about that story for help uh, about a year now. As a matter of fact, that story was uh, brushed back, and so while we while we hail Robert Kraft for this act of uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Benevolence. Help me, Rhonda. But thank you. Uh, All right, so I'm going to stop we you right still, there. Let me stop you right there. So what you're doing is you're equating Robert Kraft to the neighborhood gangster who gives away turkeys on Thanksgiving. It's a nice thing he does, but what, what enables him to do it, it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And you're saying that, look, first off, I don't understand why a billionaire is going to a $50 rub and tug joint. Well, you know, when you get to be a certain age... Not all the money in the world, unless you're in a particular profession, can impress somebody enough to, uh, uh, you know, do do the deed, if you will. Trust me, that's not a problem. When you got the money he's got, I promise, he he could have paid somebody, paid somebody to come in, do the whole set up his set up a room in his house for him and his his seventy plus year old buddies, make it look like the joint and then you're at home you're not breaking any laws you're blah 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 well you're not breaking anyway you're not going to get caught because you can afford not well maybe not maybe not well but i i guess here's the thing and i'm not trying to be better than thou on this it's just that i think we forget that hey this is the same robert Kraft who did his part to keep the human trafficking uh, business alive and well, if you will. And look, I I, I don't know how these uh, how these things work. You know, it's the the Asian spas that are that are open. We have them up here in Minnesota every once in a while. Um, the police department who can't seem to do a damn thing about the illegal drug rings and whatnot that are out there, but yet have no problem rousting prostitutes. Um, I, I just, uh, I just wonder, I just wonder if this is something, maybe a redeeming quality. Maybe this is something that Robert Kraft is doing because he knows he screwed up. He knows he got his hand caught in the cookie jar, if you will. I don't believe that for a second. Look, okay. Bo- look, Bob Kraft put together a team that destroyed my hopes and aspirations for a winning football team for twenty something years. Okay, and you're still I, cutting him a break. And I'm still cutting him a break. Look, <laughs> look, he's done a lot of good stuff for a lot of good people over the years. 
He's a businessman. Mm-hmm. You know, look, look, you probably use one of his products today. You shaved. No, I actually went out and bought, bought some clippers. You know what I mean? We, <laughs> so look, has he led a princely life? Probably not. He's look, he's in business. He's probably screwed people over. He lost his wife a few years ago and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? He's not a master criminal. Did he do something illegal? Yes. Does that? I honestly don't believe. I understand every act is important. But honestly, even if him and his buddies hadn't gone that day, the uh, human trafficking thing was still going to continue. And yes, I understand if everybody stopped, then, you know, it goes away. But I, I don't. I don't think all this vitriol is warranted, especially in light of his numerous charitable contributions, including what he did yesterday. Did I want to see that Patriots plane all over the news? You bet your ass I did not. (laughs) But I'm glad he did it, and I'm glad he had the resources and the connections to do it. Did he... Did he cross a line the day he went to the nail salon? Sure. Sure he did. Nail salon? Whatever it was. Whatever. You said it yourself. It was the rub and tug joint. Rub and tug joint. Massage joint. That's what they actually, you know, (laughs) whatever it was. Did did they knew they they were doing something wrong? Of course. Of course. But I don't think... The amount of, I don't want to say hatred you have for him right now. It's not hatred. I don't have hatred to him. I just want to know. Your disgust, again, your vitriol is just not warranted in this case. He did not murder a school bus full of children. Okay. No, but but he did. He did patronize a business where... Immigrant immigrant women were coming here that can't speak three three words of English uh-huh. are brought to this country and taken advantage of. Okay, let me ask you this, there, Skippy. Mm-hmm. Have you ever have you ever had a pedicure or a manicure? I believe it or not, have had a pedicure. I love them. I love them. I can't wait. To I I can't hand. bend my fat. I can't bend my fat belly over. To be able to trim my toenails the way I, I still can. need to. Anyway. Oh, I can't. Anyway, where do you think a lot of those women come from? I think, but I don't think anybody um, brought them here illegally to really? perform a... Really? I, they're, not, they're not brought here to perform sex acts. Not necessarily, but they're, if they're brought here illegally, it's the same thing. Correct. Well, if they're brought, if they are brought here illegally, okay. you know, I, I give you that. Okay. But I, I guess which makes it's kind of hip- like which, the which makes you a hypocrite. No, sure it does. No, it doesn't. Not only that, it makes they are you brought. A, it makes you a hypocrite with ugly feet and long toenails. That's what it makes you. Well, this, this, well, I can't help that. That's just the, just the way God made me, I guess. But <laughs> they're they're not, yeah, they're they're not performing sexual acts unless you think having your feet 
messed with is a sexual act, and I guess there are some people that are like that. Hey, your kink is but, your kink. Yeah. <clears throat> but you're, you're trying to make per, him a villain. They are performing. You're trying to make him a villain because of one time he went. I understand that it leads to a bigger thing. If there's no demand, then the, the, the human trafficking stops. I get that. I get what mm-hmm. you're saying. But as an individual, I think you're putting way too much on Bob Kraft. And again, I want to see the man sell the team and, and, and tear down the stadium. That's what I want to see. I want to see him spend all his money, build a time machine, and never draft Tom Brady. That's what I want to see. <laughs> you want to do something good with your money? Do that. You would help hundreds of thousands of suffering Dolphin fans and Bills fans, and nobody cares about the Jets. So, But did he do something wrong? Yes. Yeah. Have, you, have you ever gotten a, a, a traffic ticket, John? Now come on! Don't I, no. I'm asking. I'm asking a question. Have you ever gotten a traffic ticket? It's been a long time. Yes yeah. or no? It's yes or no. Yes, I have okay. gotten a traffic so, ticket. So because of that, you're a horrible person. Correct? No, I. It's, you're comparing apples to oranges. No, I'm you broke sorry. the law, didn't you? You encouraged yeah, other but people. but I didn't victim. I didn't victimize anybody. You don't know that. Maybe you sped past somebody that caused them to lose control of their car. You don't know that. I have never, to my knowledge, you're have never hor- done that. You're a horrible human being. Starting next week, kids and kittens, it'll be Ed and Mike King here on the Taxi Stand Hour because John Chen. Hey, I can use a vacation. Is a horrible, horrible <laughs> human being because he got a traffic ticket once. Again, I agree with you, you know, if you want to put an end to all that, but there's a demand for it. Don't hold Bob Kraft individually responsible for all that. And also, don't let it distract from the good work he does, especially this one particular thing. Are we supposed to forget about anything? Hell, most people forgot about it already. I was going to say, and to be brutally honest with you, I, I, you know, I'd forgotten about it. Until you saw that plane on the news. That, yeah. Okay. Exactly. It's just before we, before we, uh, uh, crown, uh, Robert Kraft to, uh, sainthood him. here because of this. Nobody's crowning him anything. We should. Uh, Give him a big attaboy and, uh, and we move on. Yeah. I think you're, you are making way too much out of this, John. You make a solid point. That he broke a law and he, that should not be forgotten. And he's paid whatever fines or done whatever it was he had to do. That's already taken care of in the courts. You know, our, our, our system dealt with it the way, however, I don't even know what the final outcome was. But it now, was, de- it was me, dealt with. Let me, let me put it to you this way. It's kind of like the coronavirus. The coronavirus to many people is all a hoax, all fake, all overblown. It's only, it, it's, it, it, the only time it's not overblown anymore is when it happens to you. Uh, yeah, you or somebody I don't mean you love. You, I don't mean you specifically, but. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, no. it's only, 
unless it happens to somebody you know or you care for, heaven forbid, a family member. Right. It's, hey, this is, it's everybody else's problem. Well, think of it this way. Human trafficking uh-huh. personally isn't my problem. My daughter didn't get kidnapped and get uh, uh, get put out for, you know, put out for sexual, you know, sexual business or whatnot. You know, my daughter didn't. Ninety um, percent of the people we were speaking to, it doesn't it it doesn't happen to them. It's it's not my problem type thing. It's the same thing with Robert Kraft. Nobody in his family has ever been kidnapped and put out to stud like that. I guess if you will, not obviously a wrong choice of words, but it hasn't happened to him. Why should he care? But he literally victimized somebody's family, um, played played a part in the market that is human trafficking. And so did three other guys he was there with that day. Exactly. You see, now to tell you the truth, I didn't know, but I thought he was on his own there. Yeah. See, see, John, and honestly. This is, now look, you you know, I, I'm with you on about 78.7% of the things you do. And that's a round number. But I think while, while your intentions are good, you, you want to be, uh, you've got a, a pedestal you want to get on. You've been talking about this since last night. Uh it's a I, I think box. I think that you are. You got to separate the two, okay? You got to separate the two. Nobody is saying put you know. To forget about whatever happened because most people had already forgotten about it. True. He did a didn't happen to them. Didn't happen to anyone in their family. So yeah, you're right. A lot of people have forgotten about it. And on the other hand, it's also, it's not what you know, it's what you can prove. And by the way, do you know, for you know, look, yes, there's a lot of horrible things that happen to a lot of people in this country. And some people get here illegally, uh, et cetera, et cetera. They're brought over here. They're, they're trapped. They're, you know, they're fear for their lives and they're put in horrible situations. I get that. Did uh, did Kraft break the law? Yes. Did he? When you when you look at it in the long view, yes, he contributed to human trafficking. But it's got nothing to do with him sending that plane to China to pick up those much needed supplies. Nobody's looking to crown him anything. Nobody's looking to, uh, you know, oh Bob. You, it's everything's fine. Again, most people have forgotten. People that are close to them know everything that's going on. They know what's going on. You, again, until you saw that plane on the news, you didn't. Bob Kraft didn't enter your mind, okay? And most certainly, whatever that situation was, at the at the rubatorium. I mean, Bob Kraft comes into my mind because I despise him and the Patriots. I respect the hell out of what they did for fo- in football terms, but I hate them. I hate them like poison. But 
Kudos to him. <laughs> Kudos to him for sending that plane. He had the resources and he used them. So you're looking you're looking to pick a fight here with 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 Bob Kraft and make him the star of your human trafficking show. And I got to say John, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, but you're picking the wrong fight here. See the the thing is is unless unless these people are uh, or unless these tug shops are shut shut down because of they're not essential services. Well, at least not for some people. <laughs> Speak for yourself, uh, buddy boy. <laughs> uh, but the fact of the matter is, is before before uh, the virus, you know, there were still people who were patronizing these places. Yep. Uh, and I got news for you. Before there was electricity, people were patronizing these kind of places. You know, I I understand, but you know the old, you know, yeah, it's it's the world's oldest profession. I for a reason. totally understand that. For a reason. Yeah. Well, you know, I I even understand. To tell you the truth, I even am a an advocate of legalizing prostitution. Believe it or not, that's that's wonderful. That's wonderful. You know, legalize it, regulate it, make sure that people aren't being forced into this uh, situation by either a drug habit or a, uh, or because that's how we know that they're going to be able to stay in this country. Yeah. You know, let's, let's, let's be, let's let, if somebody, if somebody really wants to, Get into prostitution. Let it be on their terms. I don't disagree with you, but why beat up on Bob Kraft because he sent a plane to China? Because I guess the thing is, because like I said, I had I had forgot about the story myself. So right. just the mere mention of Robert Kraft and the fact that he was back in the news said, "Yeah, this was the this is the uh, prick that." Uh, uh, decided to go patronize a tuck joint and probably got his whatever happened to him uh, by a girl that was a you know a, probably here illegally by the way probably, do you know that do you know that for a fact that that the young lady was here illegally and part of a human trafficking do you know that for a fact because um, if you don't we're going to stop this conversation. We're going to pick it up next week when you have all the facts about the case. Oh, is that how it is? When it, look, we've been sitting here for 20 minutes going back and forth on something you don't even know for sure. Well, you're talking about innuendo, rumor, and your your uh, your fuzzy memories. Well, if it barks if, if it barks like a dog or quacks like a duck, it pretty much is really yeah really i come off as suave and sophisticated i am neither <laughs> who said you come off as suave and sophisticated mom used to oh boy you're you're playing hard and loose with the facts yourself there buddy yeah. boy well fast and loose eh, you know it's it's yeah. saturday it's no but seriously get the facts find out what what was the resolution of the case who was the young? Yeah, that's who was, true, though. Who was the young lady? What was her status? 
and and then come off and I will build you a big brand new soapbox. But don't sit there without proper information after the man just did something nice and you're going to beat up on him. You make a valid point about human trafficking. It's a shame, it's a crime, and it should stop. That mm -hmm. being said, however. But how much shame? How much shame? Does the shame go away when the news cycle uh, decides to, you know, because we're in a microwave news cycle as it is. I don't know. How much? You know. Bob, Bob Kraft, I, something tells me with the amount of money and power that man has, you got to go a long way to shame him. Was he slightly oh, I, was was he right. slightly embarrassed? Yeah, I'm sure. Did he get over it? Oh, I'm pretty certain he did. I'm pretty certain he did. So uh Is he still doing it? I have no idea. I'm not following him around. Well I'm, I'm not sitting in the back of the car saying, Hey Bob, how's the how's the where, where's the next rub and tug? That's not my I don't care. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes when you got money you have the uh ability to sweep things under the rug better that than is, your average Joe too. That is true. And you also have the ability to send a plane to China to pick up much needed mm -hmm. medical supplies. Don't discount that singular fact. Okay. Well, I'm just going to have to agree to disagree with you on this There's one. No my disagreeing. Friend. Get your facts straight. Get your facts straight. You don't hey, even do you know think certain... do you think if he was do you think if he was exonerated that wouldn't be back up over the news? It was a minor case. And it probably was with a minor. So there you go. Ooh. Ooh. That had a little zip to it. I, I'm not gonna give you a full full mark on that, but that, that ball had a little zip on it. We're uh you're you're getting better at this. You're not good at it, but you're getting better. Seriously, yeah. seriously, do a little research this week. I would love to revisit I will. this next week. Love to. But I want cold hard facts, not I heard or this person said. I don't want rumor well, see, in your window. Un un unfortunately, the only thing I'm going by is what has brought up been brought up by the media. Uh, unlike Donald Trump, I tend to believe the media. Okay, what is the not, media? They're not a hundred. Uh, find out what the media said about that case then. Just get the details on the case. That's all I'm asking. Okay. Because you can't give me one detail. Oh, I have forgotten the details. Of all right. So then you know how, me in my how memory. can you sit here and make this case if you're not, not familiar with the details of the case? How can you sit there and say, oh, we're forgetting about this horrible thing he did, and you don't even know for a fact that that's true? It was, it, according to the media, it was true at the time. Name a source. Oh, geez. Four, five, nine, and 11. It was all over the news. The same story was all over the news. Get the details. Find out what the resolution of the case was. I will attempt my level best. I'm not asking you to apologize to the guy or anything like that. He got, he, he got caught doing something bad. And a year later, he did something good that has no connection. I don't think he he sent that plane just to be resolved, of, at, absolved of whatever happened in that. Joint. Yeah. No, I, and and necessary. I don't think he did that either. I agree with you there, but sounds like we're out of time. Sounds Son like of it. a bitch.
<laughs> you haven't been happier. So, <laughs> all right. So yeah, that does it for this uh, this particular week. I guess we'll uh, see you on Monday, maybe. Monday night, 9 p.m. Okay. Hurry up. So, from the Northern Command Studio, I'm John Shannon. Adios. See ya! <laughs>